Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to a new segment. Ooh. We've been teasing this one for a while. I think we've had this idea for like two years. (laughs) And we haven't really done it. But welcome to Spoiled Saturdays, uh, which will probably be a once a month thing where we just have a conversation about a piece of media, perhaps new and perhaps not, and we're going to totally spoil you on it. Um, And uh, we're just going to have, it's going to be a bit more conversational, but there's still plenty of of research to go around. Uh, And yes, uh, your ears do not deceive you. As this comes out, it is a Saturday, and we are talking about Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, which, yes, we have been hinting at pieces, teases for many weeks, I think. It's true. It's true. Um, We're very excited about it. And actually, doing the research for this one, which I did do the research, I've determined we need to do an episode on Medusa, also a revisit on Bad Mothers in horror movies in the wake of Roe v. Wade, because I found a very deep essay about this movie and that. And I was like... That's too much for what we're going to talk about in this, but we should come back and revisit that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So basically, I think this will probably switch off. Sometimes Samantha will take the lead. Sometimes I'll take the lead. But in this one, I'm going to run down the plot and then we're just going to discuss. Yeah. But uh, this is a very, a fairly recent movie. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, Here's your warning. It's in the title. Spoiled Saturday. So right. shoot Go watch and then it, come, come back. back. <laughs> yes, because we got a lot to talk about and I'm very excited about it. All right. So plot-wise, this is a 2022 movie uh, in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also known as the MCU. It's directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, and it stars Benedict Cumberbatch reprising his role as Doctor Strange, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda slash Scarlet Witch, Benedict Wong as Wong, Zuachio Gomez as America Chavez, and a whole host of cameos from Chuetel Ejiofor, Rachel McAdams, John Krasinski, Haley Atwell, Latasha Lynch, and... Patrick Stewart. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so the plot. Very briefly, the movie opens on a different version of Doctor Strange working with America, trying to get their hands on the Book of Vishanti, and they are trying to escape what appears to be a multidimensional demon. Uh, Yeah, that's that's how we start, everybody, so (laughs) hold on. Um, Things go wrong, and Doctor Strange tries to kill America but is killed himself. 
Um, America uses her verse jumping power to get out. She can jump uh, between universes and arrives in our universe, Earth 616. Meanwhile, our Doctor Strange <laughs> wakes from a nightmare, having witnessed what just happened. Uh, he shakes it off and prepares for Christine's, who is his ex, uh, his <laughs> her wedding. The wedding is interrupted by a big demon attacking, and Doctor Strange intervenes, realizing that the creature is after America. America tells Wong and Doctor Strange she is being hunted because of her power to jump through the multiverse, and that the body of the Doctor Strange that died that we saw at the beginning <laughs> is stashed on the roof of the Sanctum, and also all dreams are mirrors of other realities? All right, whatever. Anyway, Doctor Strange seeks out the guidance of Wanda Maximoff slash the Scarlet Witch, who has sort of become a hermit after the death of her love, Vision, and her children uh, that she created in, in Westview that w they, they were erased. So if you haven't seen WandaVision, this is very confusing. And this was definitely the first time I thought, wow, if you haven't seen that previous... Marvel thing, then I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> like, you probably are very confused. Um, and yes, I also didn't really care about Vision and Wanda's relationship or the kids. And I blame Marvel because they aren't particularly good with relationships and especially women in relationships, but I just never bought it. Anyway, uh, turns out Wanda is the one who is hunting America. Surprise! And she wants America's powers in order to be with her kids in another universe, but also the power to jump between universes in case something goes wrong. Like if they get sick, maybe in another universe, they have the cure to whatever is ailing them, which involves Wanda killing America. Okay, so Wanda warns Strange not to stop her, that she will get what she wants no matter the cost because she is a mother. Um, it is very briefly explained that she acquired the Darkhold which is this kind of evil grimoire book, and it has corrupted her, but they breeze by that point pretty quickly. Uh, more on that later. Strange refuses to give up Chavez, and they, along with many other sorcerers, including Sorcerer Supreme Wong, take refuge in Karmartage. Wanda attacks, telling Strange this is her being reasonable. She demolishes Karmartage and kills, violently, I might add, many sorcerers, Terrified, America accidentally sends her and Strange to Earth 838, which, by the way, if it wasn't clear, America doesn't really have control of her powers because they're tied to a lot of trauma for her. In Earth 838, Strange is dead. Their Strange is dead, <laughs> but lauded as a hero. However, our version of Doctor Strange and Chavez are captured by Christine and Carl Mondo, and Strange is brought before the Illuminati. Um, so that's Carl Mondo, Peggy Carter as Captain Carter, Blackagar Boltigan, uh, Maria Rambo, Reed Richards, and Professor X. Basically, an alternate Avengers. And they explain that their version of Doctor Strange triggered a universe-destroying incursion by recklessly, by recklessly using the Darkhold to defeat Thanos. Once Thanos was defeated, the Illuminati killed Doctor Strange and lied to the world about what happened, touting him as a hero to hide the truth. Mordo, in particular, thinks any version of Doctor Strange is too dangerous and should be killed. So while this is happening, <laughs> Wanda, from our world, forces Wong to lead her to Mount Wondagore uh, so she can dreamwalk in the version of her living in Earth 838, happily raising her kids essentially hijacking that Wanda's body. Um, and this was after she killed another sorcerer for destroying the Darkhold. So our Wanda arrives at the Illuminati headquarters before they can pass judgment on Strange and violently kills all of them but Mordo, who was engaged in a fight with Strange. Chavez, Strange, and Christine Palmer from that world are able to escape Wanda, and they enter the space between universes to find the mythical Book of Ashanti, believed to be the opposite of the Darkhold. However, Wanda destroys it, captures America, and uses her power to send Strange and Christine to a universe in the midst of an incursion. In this universe, their version of Doctor Strange allowed things to, quote, get a little out of hand. The two fight after our version of Doctor Strange refuses to give him Christine, and our Strange is eventually victorious. He dreamwalks into the corpse of the other version of himself left on our Earth, 
And with the help of Wong, he frees Chavez and convinces her that she can control her power and defeat Scarlet Witch. Chavez does so by jumping them both back to Earth 838 and showing that Wanda's children, uh, basically, look what this monster, look at this Wanda monster. She's terrifying. Your children are so scared of you, right? And our Wanda experiences a change of heart after the 838 Wanda promises her the children will be loved. Our Wanda destroys all versions of the Darkhold across the multiverse, seemingly dying in the process. Um, everyone goes back to their correct universe, apart from Chavez, who accidentally sent her parents to a different universe as a child and has been traumatized, yes, around her power ever since. Chavez begins training with other sorcerers at Camartage. Doctor Strange grows a third eye due to his interaction with the Darkhold. He is approached by a sorceress who tells him he triggered an incursion and he follows her into the Dark Dimension. The end? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Yeah, so I want to open this before we get into some themes about your initial thoughts and reactions. Well, I obviously texted you or may have called you or maybe that, I don't remember where it was face to face who knows because I was like why did they do this to Wanda this seems so unnecessary I have a lot of questions of course I know there's a lot to do with canon um, and that it did exist and it happened this way to a certain extent of course Sam Raimi who is of Drag Me to Hell and the other Spider-Man fame has a lot of like on his shoulders and Drag Me to Hell was very present in this entire movie. So I know this was supposed to be their first foray into horror. Maybe second, because I guess uh, Moon Knight was supposed to be kind of that jump in the horror world as well. 
So I get that that's what it's supposed to be. I just felt like it, it, they demonized her so hardcore, who was one of the only few um, remaining women in this league at all, these Avengers. And while most of them had heroic endings, we don't have that heroic ending here. And even with her death, it's so minimized that no one talks about it. It's the same as, uh, obviously, Black Widow, where it was just like so minimized. You're like, what is happening? Maybe they're coming back. So that's my only thought. Is like, are they coming back? So they're not making it a big deal. I don't understand. And why is it that their only redemption in their dark past has to be death? We're going to break down a lot of that as we go through this because people have written about this. Uh, people have thoughts and feelings about it. Uh, I will say when I saw it, I liked some aspects of like the style but overall, I, again, I was like, yeah, why, where did this come from? Right. And I feel like they didn't give... I couldn't have told you. I think when we were texting, when we first, we both first saw it separately, I couldn't have told you for sure she died. And like, she should have had a... If they There's were going to so kill her... questions. <laughs> it should have been a bigger deal again. than just me being like, huh. Oh, <laughs> uh, she just... Nope, she's, she's not here. Nope. That's all he says. That's all yeah. he says. I find it so fascinating that this is the route they had to take. And again, it can be the magic of editing, um, time, whatever, because it's still a long movie. Yeah. That it seems so unnecessary, but the parental bonding that we see between Doctor Strange and America yeah. as well. It's like, okay, he gets a redemptive arc. And she's right. correct, like in saying, why do you get to do these things? And it, both those, like you changed, you changed reality. You didn't have to face any consequences. Oh, mm -hmm. you did the dark hole. You're okay. How are you? Is it because you're a man with good intentions that you were able to, which according to what we saw from WandaVision, she got the Darkhold with good intentions, taking it away from Agatha because Agatha had so much more like evil intentions. Mm -hmm. That just seems kind of odd. Yes, it is. And that was something that definitely stuck out to me and a lot of people um, about, it seems with women in the Marvel Universe, if you get too much power, you have to go. Or you have to have some, and or, you have to have some hang up around children. Right. Um, Which, by the way, can we talk about, because even if I'm trying to excuse, like, are they, do they have a propensity to be more evil? Yeah, I'm trying to really think deep on this because she has mm -hmm. a lot of vengeance in her heart. And that's what she started with, was a lot love for her family, but vengeance in her heart because, you know, all her family and her home was destroyed. We know that's the beginning of Wanda. But Doctor Strange was an ass yeah. who was all about himself and was selfish as hell, but yet he's redeemed. Yes. Yes. And this goes back to conversations we've had a lot around uh, how much more willing we are to forgive male characters, but also, like, as creators, I think, give male characters those arcs. Because she has essentially been stuck in a cycle of trauma since we've known her. Um, she has been traumatized and manipulated and used and punished uh, by the Avengers, who are supposed to be her teammates, but a lot of them were like, no, we'll imprison you. And this is another instance where, like, it seems no one thought to reach out to her or check in on her or, like, maybe give her some kind of... <laughs> we can talk this through. Like, maybe you couldn't have. But uh, no one, before it reached to this point, has talked to her. Right. They, they didn't come to her until after they needed her. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so I did, uh, as I want to do, I did research this and I found so many articles about how it did not bow and become a feminist propaganda piece, which I thought was interesting. One of them I think was satirical, but I couldn't tell. Like maybe they were saying Hollywood feminist is not a good feminist. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I saw a lot of that. Um, and in case you didn't, if you forgot or you missed it, the trailers advertised the movie in a very different way. Um, it was advertised as a continuation of both 
Wanda and Doctor Strange's stories, but instead Wanda regressed and Doctor Strange progressed as a character. And apparently, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought her back, but we're left to believe she's just dead. (laughs) Right. And I know, and we'll probably talk about it in a little bit, like her reaction to fans' reaction was like, no, no, this is exactly what I wanted. This is what was supposed to happen. I don't know, was her contract ended? Did they not negotiate? No, she has a... Some people think it's like a fake or like some way to mislead people, but she has a seven-year contract with the MCU and Disney from here. Uh, But they don't know if, like, maybe that was just a false rumor that was planted to mislead us. Interesting. I know. I know. I did think, I want to include this, so this is from Collider where they were commenting on the women in this movie, and they wrote, uh, the characterization of those women, however, is not much of a triumph. They fall into the categories of the damsel in distress, the evil witch, and the love interest, which I thought was very interesting. And we're going to go through each of those. But definitely one of the biggest themes in this movie was motherhood. It came out on Mother's Day weekend. Multiverse of Madness stands for mom. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I think that they did. Uh... And this got me thinking of Sad Murder Mom after (laughs) we did our Sad Murder Dad episode. And we talked about that in that episode of like Sad Murder Dad, I feel like gets so much credit for, but he's trying. He cares so much. Sad Murder Mom, we're like, she's terrible and she has to go. (laughs) Well, like the entire thing with Sad Murder Dad is typically like, we'll bring, I want to bring him back in. I want to tell him I'm sorry. I'm going to save them. But this whole movie was like, I'm going to kill myself, essentially my own character, and I don't care who else dies to get to the children. So much different than like, I'm protecting the children. It's not because she's protecting them, it's because she wants them. Mm -hmm. Two different storylines. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the heartbreaking thing um, for me is Sam Raimi apparently didn't watch WandaVision. Uh, He watched, he said, key moments of That makes me angry. Yeah. Then why did he get that? I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm not a gatekeeper and I don't, I don't even have that much invested, but like at the very least, if you're going to tell her story, know right. her story. <laughs> right. Because WandaVision, her, that whole thing was her dealing with trauma. Right. Realizing she had done wrong and accepting that and wanting to fix that. Uh, like not excusing her actions, but recognizing them and wanting well, to address kind of- them. That's why she was isolating herself. She was punishing herself right. for that. Right. So, like, the fact that he didn't watch it. He undid it, all of that. He, did, he undid all of that, it seems. Yes. He undid all of it. And, it. and and it feels like just so he could tell a horror story, a very one-dimensional horror story about a mother who has completely lost her mind. Like... Oh, um, I have some quotes about that I'm going to get to. And I definitely have, like, I'm not going to do it, but a drinking game to every time Wanda says, I'm a mother, would get you <laughs> really wasted. <laughs> she says it a lot. Um, I also learned about the term womb madness, which I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. So as as we mentioned earlier, they absolutely never really explain the Darkhold's impact on Wanda. We're to presume that a lot of her actions are through the dark hold, but it doesn't explain it, so we don't know. Um, and so a lot of these choices were left to wonder if it was her or the dark hold. Again, she, she's been painted as a villain before, but almost always it came from a sympathetic place. Like we could see why she made her choices. It came from a place of pain. Um, a lot of people wrote about like ableism and mental health around this character, that she was essentially painted as a, hysterical woman, like when she says, this is me being rational, whereas Doctor Strange is very rational. It's like, oh, see, she's super emotional and he can make logical decisions, a very gendered breakdown. Again, he does everything she does, but in opposition and becomes a hero. Yep. Uh, And and she did, in the comics, she did some... A la Jean Grey. Uh, She is the most powerful Avenger. But it's widely agreed that her storyline, which I think is called House of M, that this one's based on, was pretty problematic. 
uh, like most people think that, and they went for it anyway. <laughs> right. So that's again, anyway. I knew this was canon, like uh, according to what was happening mm-hmm. in the comics. But again, it's the same level of like, yeah, but doesn't mean it's not bad. <laughs> right. Right. We we can move on from some <laughs> storylines. And they have repeatedly. Yes. Oh, yes. Something else I learned, and, and thinking about Jean Grey, this was another, like, example where there's this powerful women can't handle it idea. Like, they can't handle the power, so they just kill people. Um, there's a whole trope about it called magical women who are just too powerful for their own good. And basically that's, you know, women can't be trusted, so they have to be kept in their place. Like, they always have to be, you know, imprisoned in the Avengers complex or whatever it is, and then when she breaks out of that, she can't handle it. And the men have to come in and be like, Calm down. Stop it, Wanda. (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Here's a quote from Junkie. Uh, We have Wanda, who has gone full-blown evil Scarlet Witch and spends the entire movie desperately trying to get into the universe where she is a suburban housewife with two loud sons because in the end, that's all women really want, is it not? So this was something that came up in a lot of stuff I was reading where people were making the point, yes, if you want to be, you know... If that's, if that's your dream, if you want to be the housewife, if you want to have the kids, whatever, that's fine. But it seems like all of the men are like, I want to rule the world or I want to, like these big, huge things. And the women are always kind of relegated to this like home sphere of motherhood and children and let the, the men do that other heroing stuff. Right. Well, look, here's the question I have. Where is Vision? Because, yes, she loves her children. But mm-hmm. the beginning and the overall was about Vision. And the mm-hmm. children came into play as like, okay, it happened. But we don't even hear them mention as like, where was he for the fantasy of being with the kids? Like, yeah. that wasn't her story in WandaVision. Yes, she loved the boys and she missed them. But her story was all of them as a yeah. family. That was her goal. Yeah. I was confused. I kept asking that. I was like, this doesn't fit. No. I don't know. Again, they've tried so hard in making her so evil. Yeah. And she had to be the only one taking responsibility in that evil. It almost like she couldn't have a partner in this. Yeah. It had to just be her. Because if he was around, presumably, they would have either teamed up or he would have tried to stop her. Or she would have tried to stop him. Who knows? You can't have two male heroes. No. <laughs> no. It's um, still so problematic. Do, it doesn't fit in the storyline to me. It doesn't. I mean, there's certainly... I can tell phase four of the MCU is going through some growing pains. Wait, is Vision coming back? Because they made it seem like Wanda, in WandaVision, there's a new Vision. Yes. White Vision. Right? Yes. Um... I would assume, but I did read one of the articles I was reading about this. People were speculating that Paul Bettany hasn't signed another contract. And that's why he wasn't there. But I don't okay. know. Okay. And I know a lot of that has like that type of depiction, but I just wondered. Because, yeah, one of the things was like, if you want her happy ending, this is not her happy ending. Mm-mm. No. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I do have... a. Uh, some more quotes I want to read. So this one is from Vulture. Dreams are windows into the lives of our multiverse's selves. And for Wanda, her dreams involves being a suburban housewife. Without vision or any inkling of Wanda's desires beyond her children, this dream comes across as even more claustrophobic. Apparently Wanda, an immensely powerful witch who can bend reality, only aspires to be a mom. It's her single devouring need, and when it's not met, she loses her mind, leading to death and destruction for everyone around her. I feel like they agree with me. 
I think so. That's why I was like, <laughs> hey, let's read this one. Um, oh, and also this one I like. Okay. Wanda's fate reminds me of Daenerys' Targaryens in the final season of Game of Thrones. Both stories depict power corrupting once beloved female characters who are then demonized and ultimately disposed of. It's 2022. Why are we still being asked to see powerful men as heroes and powerful women as scary? Why are female characters only likable when they're struggling and weak? The plot arc of women becoming psychotic, unable to control their own emotions, serves the same energy of male pundits who frequently warn us that if we have a woman president, she'll nuke the whole world if she has a bad day or is on her period. Both are female characters in massive blockbuster fantasy stories who are embraced as likable, sympathetic protagonists when they're powerless or struggling. But how they're presented to audiences changes entirely when they do obtain power. They become the villains, terrifying and ruthless, and are almost immediately, unceremoniously tossed aside as a result. And that's from Jezebel, which, Mm -hmm. very good quote. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's true. It's the thing we keep talking about where we allow, and by we, I mean as a society and particularly creators, allow women, you can come to this point, but only if you play by our rules. And then once you break those rules, once you become more powerful than Doctor Strange, you've got to go. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can no longer exist. And just reducing them into only caring about motherhood and children when like again if that's if that's uh, with your character and it makes sense fine but it becomes like oh she's lost her mind because of it it becomes like female hysteria it becomes that mm-hmm. trope of oh she just wants kids now she's killing everybody <laughs> like, and i do feel like they try to address this in the movie when wanda's like why is it okay yeah that you can break the rules, Doctor Strange, and not me. But they do it in kind of a strange way because she's so callous. She's bitter. She's bitter. And you don't root for her. They, they give you, like, no reason immediately to root for her. Like, they, all of that character development they did is just like, nope, she's different right. now. And then out yeah. of nowhere, she comes and kills innocent people. Mm-hmm. When that, the entirety of her makeup in the films has been how she grieves loss Mm -hmm. of life in general. Like, that's how she comes to stop to work with Avengers because she sees the destruction happening around her community. And so she's like, oh my God, I can't do this. Same way as how Westview ended was because she realized she was physically hurting people, so she had to stop. Mm -hmm. And yet, it doesn't matter now. Right. Right. And it's so quick. It's so quick. The turnaround. Yeah. And it's really without explanation. Because again, if you haven't seen WandaVision, if you haven't even had that basic, that that basis, you'd be like, what? What, Where did these kids come from? Who are these kids? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, And as you mentioned earlier, I kind of chafed at, oh, Doctor Strange can use the Darkhold and he's fine, but she can't. Like, get out. Get out of here. Um, And by the way, the creator of WandaVision, Jack Schaefer, once said of the show, it was extremely important to me that we not do the lazy thing of having a superpowered lady who can't handle her powers and goes crazy. It was being filmed when WandaVision was being filmed, though, so that's interesting. Huh. Uh, and here's a quote from the conversation. Wanda Maximoff hasn't been given much positive character development. In contrast to Marvel's notorious villains, Wanda has no grand design, no desire to rule or destroy humanity. Her goal is limited to her self-created picture of domestic happiness. She fights to reunite with her two sons. Such treatment is an illustration of the separate spheres sexist doctrine. To men, the world is a stage, while women must limit themselves to the private sanctum of the house. But more problematic is the representation of one particular aspect of Wanda's character, her anger. In the film, references to mythological and popular cultural figures of female anger are allusions to stereotypical expectations associated with women's conduct. And this is where the Medusa uh, conversation opened up mm-hmm. about basically women who have been really done wrong. <laughs> and then when they fight back, their anger is seen as... Uh, Either ridiculous or just clearly written by men who want them to be killed off. Right. Like, see, she's hysterical. Like, maybe she was done wrong, but she is also bad. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, she, Wanda in this movie, was willing to kill other versions of herself, um, other children, uh, anyone who'd gotten her way uh, very violently, um, which is not a good trait for someone you want to root for. Also, people wrote about America, who I, I want to do, a, I'm planning a feminist women around the world on. She's frequently... Uh, displayed as the damsel of distress. Um, here's a quote from the Daily Dot. She's wide-eyed and vulnerable, a Disney-fied characterization choice that also desexualizes her comic book role. The MCU took a cool, independent, queer Latina superhero and sanded down all the hard edges that made her interesting. So yeah, in the comic book, she's one of the first young Avengers, which I think they're setting up because we've already talked about a bunch of them right. in these. And the actor, like everybody praised the actor. She did great. But uh doesn't connect with what she is in the comics. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about the comics. But yeah, she, her character was interesting. I guess her name was made... When When was she created? Uh, 2014, I think. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That says to me a lot, like... <laughs> I'm sad for her name. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, I know that that's a different thing. But yeah, I found it interesting because she is. She's just being tossed about everywhere, constantly needing to be rescued, always losing people. Yeah. (laughs) Very orphan mentality. Yeah. And I mean, she gets her moment at the end, but it's at the very end. (laughs) Right. Of course, with a lot of coaxing. (laughs) Right. Which, again, kind of reminds me of younger Wanda when she has to be taught and coaxed by Captain America and Hawkeye. Very much. Like, a lot of people wrote about that. They're like, it's always kind of there, the male story, and they, the women in it, are, like, given this little bit where, okay, you, you hero worship me and you're about. this, yes. 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 There is also the scene that Samantha and I texted about a lot uh, when she kills the Illuminati, the other Avengers, Wanda does. Which was pretty graphic and intense. Beyond, and it was like, yeah. I kept thinking of like that version of Earth. Like, just because it's not our version doesn't mean that they're not going to suffer because you killed all of their Avengers. Um, and then, yeah, her other self, as you pointed out, the other Wanda apparently is powerless in this world or she doesn't have that much power. Or she just doesn't use it because she's happy. And so yeah, exactly. she has she to has give her up her kids. power. It's kind of odd. Yeah. And she doesn't even try to fight. That's the thing is like, she doesn't even care that she killed people. She's like, my boys, and runs away. Kind of right. an odd moment of like, I get it. You wanted to protect your boys, but you also just are covered in blood. And No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It definitely felt like it was saying, again, women can't have it all. You choose one or the other. You can't have this right. power and your happy life. You have to pick one. And if you have kids, you definitely don't care about other people. Right? And I know you pointed this out, but people were were tweeting about it afterwards about what is going on with Marvel and their hang-up on motherhood and punishing women, whether it's mothers or not mothers. Because we have Black Widow in Age of Ultron. She has her storyline of she was sterilized against her will. And so she feels she is a monster because of it. She also feels like she's of less value and less worth. Right. I found that really disgusting of a plot mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of, again, came out of nowhere. Right. And was, it was like, oh, you're reducing her again to her womb, her body. Right. And that way she can only be matched by to another monster, the Hulk. Right. Right. Like, that was a pretty... Obviously, traumatizing experience, but to frame it in a way where she's like, oh, I'm a monster. Yeah. I can't have kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. I'm very eager to come back and talk about Jane Foster, I, but you haven't seen the new I don't board. know what you're talking about, yeah. I can't tell you, but I think we should come back and talk about it because that's in play in this conversation as well. Certainly, the death of Scarlet Witch, which was so quick and confusing, like I wasn't even sure she had died, um, is a trend in Marvel movies where we're seeing, like the same with Black Widow, she might have gotten like a more dramatic send-off, but essentially, it was like, She got a bitch thrown into the water. Yeah, exactly. That was it. (laughs) And Iron Man, meanwhile, gets the whole like final thing. Right. (laughs) final funeral of these 21 movies. Okay. Cool. Great. Uh, Here's a quote from Pace Magazine. It's kind of a long one, but stick with me because I think it's good. Um, Because while Marvel Studios is certainly eager enough to tout its feminist bona fides by pointing to Captain Marvel or Black Widow, the franchise still waited for 20 films to feature a female lead in Carol Danvers, Brie Larson, and sat on a Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson, solo outing for so long the character died first, essentially rendering the project useless for for any larger storytelling purpose. To be fair, Wanda Maximoff certainly isn't the only woman the MCU has done dirty in recent years. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier turned All-American Good Girl and Peggy Carter's niece, Sharon Carter, into the leader of an international criminal syndicate. Loki judged Sylvie, a female variant of the god of mischief, much more harshly than any of the male versions of the character, and they're all literally the same person. Laura Barton was apparently once a kick-ass S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but her primary role in Hawkeye is to serve as little more than Clint's emotional sounding board. After all, Wanda did the impossible thing that was asked of her by Killing Vision. She undid Westview, by her own choice, I might add, and said goodbye to him all over again. She's still suffering for all those things. But Strange gave Thanos the time stone and stole five years from half of humanity in the process, all before literally ripping reality apart a second time as a favor to a teenager he doesn't even like that much. The only consequence he's had to face is that one man was rude to him at a public event one time. Clint Barton spent five years of the blip straight up murdering people in the name of some nebulous vengeance and not only gets immediately welcomed back into the Avengers fold, but rewarded with his own series that can hardly even be bothered to say that what he did as Ronan was even bad. These things are not the same. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. 
Again, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Once again, talking about Bucky, Bucky goes into his like solace and kind of torments himself, but everybody forgives him. He killed Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. They had one half a series about that and everything was fine. One half, mm-hmm. one half of a movie about that. And then everything was just fine. Yep. They're very much, again, willing to give these male characters a lot more room for growth, for forgiveness. Than we are for women, where apparently it's just you get too powerful and you die, and that's it. Every time, every time, every we time? don't even know. Maybe there'll be some hope in the new Black Panther. Maybe. Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Thor, so I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of these, like, we finally get some new female uh, women representation in the new universe, and they immediately die. Yes. Which, by the way, Captain Marvel was supposed to be able to hold her own against Wanda. So I'm a little confused on how easily she died. I know she was at least the last to die, but still. Oh, well, second to last, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And if you're confused, the Captain Marvel and the other Earth. Yes. Yeah, because Captain Marvel and uh, Scarlet Witch are the most powerful. Supposed to be the most powerful. Right. Um, She almost had... Thanos. Mm-hmm. More so than Wanda did. Although yeah. she could have. Yeah, she could have. If they'd done there together, oh. it would have been over. But yes. all that to say is, I don't understand how easily that she died. Like, she was crushed by a statue. I don't yeah. think that's supposed to kill her. Agreed. Agreed. And then I did want to briefly touch on uh, Christine. <laughs> Rachel McAdams is... Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Strange's girlfriend, for lack of a better word. And 838, she's a scientist who's working with Illuminati. And people wrote about her like she had... It feels like just crumbs, though. But she had a a bigger storyline, perhaps. But they still turned her into a possession. At the end, the other Dr. Strange is like, give me Christine. Uh, Also, she was a glorified assistant. Yes. With her own labs. Yes, and also he bothered her, our Dr. Strange bothered her at her wedding about why they weren't together anymore. Like, back up, man. <laughs> that sounds like a dude, though, to be fair. It does sound like a dude. An egocentric but, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and Marvel definitely has a history of this. So does a lot of, I mean, the damsel in distress, the, like, girlfriend uh, love interest is not new. And it's not unique to Marvel in any in any sense. But it is certainly something I've been like, you have to make the woman a love interest in some way. Every time. It you didn't can't. make sense. I still don't get the Hulk and Scarlet. I mean, the Hulk and Black Widow. Like that mm-hmm. trade, they tried so hard with this. I was like, even Black Widow and Captain America would have made more sense than the Hulk. But okay. Well, yeah, it was frustrating because you could tell in, like, every other movie they were trying a new romantic interest for her. They're like, right. maybe this one will work. And right. like, you don't and need to do it. <laughs> at all. She could it's have just fine. been happy. I would have rather seen her and Yelena's relationship. Me too. And I really liked, like, her and Captain America as platonic friends. But you could tell yeah. they were trying to suggest, maybe. Maybe. But they could have just been platonic friends. And that was great. Like <laughs> It was good. Like, in mm-hmm. Civil War, it was good. Mm-hmm. And then certainly there was a theme throughout of this of the woman who is responsible for the hero's actions. Like he becomes violent because of her, which is also not unique to Marvel. But um, if you haven't seen the What If episode with Doctor Strange, this is the whole theme where he like ruins the world to save Christine. And it was, you could see it in this as well, where... Just these threads of, like, men... Unnecessary. Men being violent to, in the name of women who probably don't want them to do that anyway. But they feel good. They feel justified in it because it's for a woman. It's like benign... Benign sexism. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I did also want to mention very briefly, there was a same sex kiss in it. It was very brief. But it caused a huge uproar and it almost got removed and in some markets it did get removed uh, so that's still that's still a thing as well America what, is between a, the parents yeah between America's the parents uh, okay um, there's a it's short I mean it's super 
sure. Yeah, they barely, I, like, I don't, I think yeah, even blink. you miss it. But it caused a huge uproar. Um, America is a lesbian in the comics, and as I said, I'm going to, I'm planning on returning to her for a future women around the world, fictional women around the world, but just wanted to mention it. Uh, but yeah, I think this was a successful I do too. Spoiled Saturdays. And I, I, again, there's so much we could return to because people wrote about this. And they wrote yeah, about it. <laughs> as they should. It didn't make sense. Mm, mm-hmm. And it says a lot for a multi-billion dollar franchise. Why? 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 Yes, well, we'll continue to ask that question uh, in future episodes and to ourselves when we're trying to sleep at night. But <laughs> in the meantime, if there is a movie or a TV show you would like for us to cover in Spoiled Saturdays, please let us know. You can email us at stephmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest, named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.